0: To really buy into the vision it's a matter of buying into something that it's, it's hard to say just the word vision because who wants to buy into a vision yeah. you know but you're really buying into people you're yeah. buying into a group of people like the family Or whatever you want to you know model you want to use and we use the family model around Mm -hmm. here really because it works for us but to buy into that family and where the family's going i'm going what the family's doing i'm supporting Mm -hmm. and and where the family you know is going to be fulfilled i'm going to be fulfilled i'm going to be successful with the success of the family welcome to covenant leadership a podcast about discipling into the next generation We talk about the principles of relational leadership and how to mentor new leaders. Where do we find the passion to drive the vision to the next level? We'll really take you there. Today, Al Purvis and Becky Watson are going to talk about owning the vision and why everyone functioning in it produces power. Featuring a special interview with Pastor Rich Conte.
1: Okay, so welcome again to Covenant Leadership. We're really glad that you've tuned into today's podcast. And today we have a exciting guest with us. Actually, the same guest we had last time, Al Purvis is here, my dad. It's going to get better though. It is, (laughs) because now we've had practice. We've had one under our belts, so we're good to go. That's right. So last time we talked, we talked about adoption and the principles of adoption. And the reason why we talked about that is because that's been the foundation of everything that you've built on in the ministry. That's so true, yes. And you would not be where you are today doing what you're doing today if it had not been for that principle.
0: That's true. And And it has become a real theme kind of of the way everything's worked in Thailand and across Asia.
1: Right. Which is interesting because you adopted a family of, well, you adopted kids into a family, this massive family. And now that's the way that you're running your ministry, which a lot of Mm -hmm. people wouldn't actually see the connection. How is ministry or running a business or running anything like that, like running a family, but it is. So do you want to give us a little synopsis for those who missed last podcast?
0: Yeah. I think um, really basically what we've covered and where we've come to so far is the idea that, um, if you can get people to adopt themselves into the family Mm -hmm. then you have a relationship that's at a level of trust and commitment a covenant relationship uh, level that really empowers um, not only the group but the individuals in the group or whatever it is to be able to fulfill what God has has called each one to do
1: yeah it's a deeper level of trust deeper level of relationship deeper level of security and you have a dynamic there that's not easily broken you can't ever get rid of family right? right? so it keeps together Okay, so that's awesome. And today we're going to kind of continue off of that. So if you've missed the last podcast, you can go back to VictoryAsia.com and listen in if you want. But today we're talking about who is responsible for the vision. Because in talking about adoption in the family, your family has to have a vision. Your business has to have a vision. Your ministry has Mm -hmm. to have a vision that's clear. And for us, a lot of times it seems, well, this is a really simple question answer to this question is of course the leader has to carry the vision but that's actually not necessarily the case as we're going to find out today right
0: that's true you're absolutely right Becky <laughs> the vision the vision the oneness of the vision in fact when you think about vision there's so much talk about vision yeah. obviously and I think it's become a word that sometimes we almost tune out right when we hear oh you're going to talk about vision yeah we've heard everything there is to know um, and so maybe we just change the names of it a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. but the fact is that if there isn't a track to run on right we can't get to the other end we can't know where we're going and we can't can't stay, and and I think the vision is so very very key in the sense that it supplies a lot of the wisdom, a lot of the answers to the decisions and the mm. choices that we have to make. Right, uh, to, you know, solid decisions. You can't. It's not a hit and miss thing. If right. you do not have a strategy and a plan, you're not going to get where you want to go. And the vision, I like to say, the vision makes the decisions. It really does because you've uh, already bought into what it is. Right, you know where you're going to go, and so then that. The decisions become a given. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, we can make more powerful decisions. We can make them faster. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're more clear. And we can stick to our decisions um, like we're not guessing. Mm -hmm. We know that we know that we know this is what we have to do to get from here to where we need to be. Right.
1: Right. So you hear a lot of um, terms like mission statement and vision and all of this kind of stuff that people talk about, but the way that you're describing vision, it's not just what we're doing or how we're doing, it's the why we're doing it. It kind of encompasses all of those things, right? That's
0: true. Absolutely true. And I think when I think about you know what we're doing in, in Asia, in Victory Asia, we say we reach, teach, and mobilize. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. And uh, we use the 10 tenets of Victory. That's how we do it. Mm-hmm. And the why really is... It comes down to why is hard to articulate, but but a vision will do that if it's a, if it's a real powerful uh, vision that's clear in your mm-hmm. own mind and your own heart. And sometimes it's best just to ask a question like, "If we don't disciple the nations, right. who will?" Right. And and Jesus said, "Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations." Mm-hmm. And and so that's kind of what it comes right down to. Why do we do this? Well, if we don't, who will?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's good. We we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do right. it. And we're going to do it together. Okay. So then, when we talk about vision. Um, just like we talked about adoption it has to be a team thing like a lot of times we have the idea that we've got this statement up on the wall the leader makes sure that we understand it and then Mm -hmm. everything that they decide kind of falls in line with that but in actuality the leader is 100% to carry the vision but so is the follower so what does it mean to carry the vision?
0: Well obviously it it is about buying in and as we Talked about last week the adoption, the idea of being adopted into a vision where you actually take it on yourself and say, You know, this is where I belong. Mm-hmm. I'm investing myself here. Uh, and I see that this is where my destiny is going to be fulfilled. This mm-hmm. is where my t- potential is going to be released, and all, all of those kind of things. And so, um, to really buy into the vision, it's a matter of buying into something that it's, it's hard to say just the word vision because who wants to buy into a vision, yeah. you know? But you're really buying into people you're buying into a group of people like the family or whatever you want to you know model you want to use and we use the family model around Mm -hmm. here really because it works for us but to buy into that family and where the family's going i'm going what the family's doing i'm supporting Mm -hmm. and and where the family you know is going to be fulfilled i'm going to be fulfilled i'm going to be successful with the success of the family and i think one of the saddest things in the world is is the attempt to be successful on your own right it's a lie
1: it mm-hmm. is never going to work. Yeah,
0: and uh, but to tie into a family who is going in a, in a in a great direction, and and I think again too, Becky, vision. We like to say, you know, what's your vision? What's the vision of this ministry or all that kind of stuff? The fact is, it comes down to Jesus said, "Go into all the world mm-hmm. and make disciples." That's really the right. vision. It really what really what it is, and so it's 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 a God given vision. It's God's vision, and we can articulate it different ways: reach, teach, mobilize, mm-hmm. or whatever. But the fact is that we we want to do this because God wants us to do it. And if we're going to be successful, we're going to be successful doing what God wants us to do and doing it with the people that God has given us to do it with. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. So then when we're talking about buying into the vision, it's not necessarily what is it that the vision is stating and all that kind of stuff. Do I agree with how we're doing it or where we're going or whatever? When we're talking about buying into the vision, you're talking about making a lifetime commitment to following Mm -hmm. this thing through. That's right. right.
0: And, and, and a, a commitment like that of course doesn't come with, oh, let's see, do I like that vision? Mm. Yeah, I'll just follow that one. You know, mm. <laughs> you can't you can't pull a decision like that just out of the air. But
1: that's how a lot of people kinda make their that's how they decide mm. what they're right. I'm gonna serve this church because I like what the pastor's doing, I like right. what he's saying, and then they get on board and they get fulfilled for a while and then after a while they're thinking, Well maybe the grass is greener right. somewhere else. But really, Um, I mean, this is kind of my theory, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like God actually calls us to something for a lifetime.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I believe it, too, because we could go a lot of directions with this. But one of the things that comes up in my life, uh, my thinking a lot, is that wherever we get to has to take us to the next place that we're supposed to go Mm -hmm. to, you know, in, in the plan of God for our lives. Never, we got this far. Now we're going to turn around and go the other way, or mm-hmm. we're going to stop this and start something new. I, I have never stopped something and started something new. Mm-hmm. And if God moves, us, it has, has to be a step ahead, not a step backwards. And so I, I gauge everything like that. And I think when it comes to that idea, is what is it that we're willing to tie into? And, and I think those decisions that you're talking about, that sometimes you know the grass is greener on the other side, mm-hmm. or now I decided I want to go do this. Uh, they're they're thinking in terms of what's good for me, right? And Jesus never presented that to us. He never said, okay, now here's what I want you to do. Now think of how this is going to benefit you and see if you like it. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, (laughs) it wasn't like that at all. It was like, follow me. Right.
1: (laughs) How far is this going to take me until I get the promotion to the next thing that's going
0: to (laughs) move me on up?
1: So then it's talking about, when we're talking about buying into a vision, we're talking about basically owning an idea like owning owning a purpose that you're going to be committed to regardless of what happens it's an idea of ownership right
0: and again really it's it's not even so much the idea of what it is the vision but it's who it is yes and and i think that's what we have to have to look at you you notice too the biggest um glitch that happens in vision is not what you're doing right it's who you're doing with it's with, true. with, right? That's yeah. more people leave the mission field or the ministry or whatever that's because of someone right. else in the yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so then how <laughs> how do you work that out because you can have a leader that's totally committed 100% committed to what they're doing and committed to right. the family. But you do have people that are being raised in a generation where it really is like you said earlier, you know, it's a career visionary people, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, how much further is this going to move me in my walk with God or in my leadership or whatever it is? People are sincere about growing, but they, they look at it in terms of progressing steps, like promotions, like you would in a business, right? Right. And how do you kind of shift that mentality? So we understand that we're called to a purpose that's actually, it's not about promotions Mm -hmm. and it's not about all that. It's just You live your life to serve.
0: That's right. Period. Yeah, that's it.
1: Not so exciting. (laughs) No,
0: no, well, it's not very selfish. It's not self-motivating, right? And that is a a huge one. And I and I don't know so much that that's specific to the generation we Mm -hmm. live in, or you know, because my generation, we were like the hippie generation. It was all about yeah, just live free, man. Just go wherever you want, do what you want, no responsibility. Mm In fact, we used to have a saying: "I'm not making any decisions," and you know, <laughs> how like,
1: did that work out for you? <laughs> yeah, not
0: too well. <laughs> and and so we've got to get off the track of here's how the gospel and the ministry is going to benefit me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: onto the track of Jesus saying, "Follow me, mm-hmm. uh, lay down your life for for others." Like I laid down my life for you, mm-hmm. um, give your life to the to the gospel purpose and. That really is a decision that requires a revelation. It requires a, a real true deep repentance mm-hmm. and giving our lives to God. And, and I think until we get to that point where we really, really, really uh, are willing and ready to give our lives to Christ, mm-hmm. then we don't have uh, a worry. Yeah. To, yeah.
1: So that's like a really deep level of commitment that most leadership podcasts don't actually talk about, right? We like to give people tools, and this is right. what you do, and
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's all good. But really, then basically what we're saying is you have to, on the outset, make the decision that I am completely living my life selflessly for the purpose of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. For this to really work. Absolutely. So there yeah. we go, people, an easy solution. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just
0: do it. Just give your life to Jesus. Right? And it
1: is a challenge because it seems like it's... I mean, the cost is obviously going to be huge, right? But the truth of the matter is, I mean, I've watched you and mom live out your life like this, you know, and it doesn't seem like you're, I mean, I know you guys sacrifice and I know you sacrifice a lot, but it doesn't seem like it's a painful thing.
0: No, I mean, it's like you look like you're having fun. Yeah, That's the crazy, ironical part about it, that when (laughs) you do really serve Jesus, you'll be totally fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But if you're serving for the point of fulfillment, you're never going to get there. It's going to
1: come up empty. That's right. You're going to
0: come up empty. So and I think that's really, really key is if we get that idea that, and that's what Christ is trying to give us, the mm-hmm. idea. Look, look, at if you give your life to me, right. I'll look after all the fulfillment. I'll yeah. look after all that. And it, it's the only way to go. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you can have more fun than this.
1: It's true. We do have a lot of fun here. Mm-hmm. And actually, the most amazing thing that I love about the dynamic we have, because we have a Bible school, we have a lot of students that come through, it's great when you have new people come through because they're always so surprised yes. at how much fun it is. We yeah. all work hard. Right. I mean, these right. students work just as hard as the missionaries, sometimes, right. if not more, because we make them get up at 5 a.m. to exercise. I know. A- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. We just do that to be mean. It's great. But at the same time, you know, the level of enjoyment and the level, right. like what we're getting out of it as a ministry yeah, is, is so great. And well, we're
0: built for that. Yeah. We're built true. to do something amazing. Mm-hmm. And when you're not doing something amazing, amazing, we're just like, we don't have the value.
1: Well, that's partly part of the problem, maybe, why people feel so unfulfilled, right, is we're not pushing ourselves to the limit mm-hmm. of what we can do. We yeah. like to stay within the comfort zone, what, what I understand, what's comfortable, what's not going to cost me so much, when in reality, the more that we lay down, the more that we actually That's,
0: that's right, exactly. Back, so. so what we're doing is when we talk about buying into the vision, we're, we're actually talking about asking people, you know what, you're going to have to lay down your life mm-hmm. for this thing that we have discovered that we're to do together. And the question then becomes, are you willing to do that?
1: Right. And then the question is, if you are willing to do that, then who's responsible for it, right? And we're talking about the whole ownership thing. So the idea is the leader is not the only person who is responsible for fulfilling the the vision I am as a follower. Mm-hmm. And so how does that 100% ownership as a leader and 100% ownership as a follower look like? What does that look like?
0: Well, I think you got to look at it in terms of, you know, if, if we had some kind of an analogy or metaphor, it really is like the family thing, mm-hmm. you know, as, as kids grow up in a family, they become adults and eventually they take on the inheritance that the, that the parents built. And that's right. really what it is. If people can see that this is my inheritance, This is my destiny. This is where I'm truly going to be fulfilled in the call of God. Because it isn't. It's not about another man's vision. Mm -hmm. It's about are we serving Jesus together in this thing? Is this the team that God, the family God put me in Mm -hmm. or isn't it?
1: Right. Awesome. That's great. Good questions to ask yourself and uh, good answers to make sure that you find. Well, I'm really excited because up next we have an interview with Pastor Rich Conte. You were just in Burma with him. And uh, he's a man who's doing amazing things in Philippines, and so there's an interview coming up with him where you guys talk more about the subject. So stay tuned. We're coming right back.
2: As a attendee on Seven Weeks, you're right in the ministry. It really takes them out of their comfort zones. It's supposed to challenge the character, like even things like going to the washroom in a river or sleeping on the ground just with like a sleeping bag. But let's be honest, (coughs) nobody wants to sleep in the jungle. You know what I mean? I'd rather sleep in my bed. For the most part, it's not intended to be uh, comfortable at all. It does push a lot of people to the edge of what they can handle. And you're really challenging their comfort zones.
1: For more info, go to VictoryAsia.com and enlist yourself into your destiny.
0: So give me some ideas or actual examples maybe of things that have worked for you and how you communicate the vision in a way that people can, can get on board with it.
2: I think passion has a lot to do with it. Just uh, being being passionate about uh, your desire to see God move and to see mm-hmm. people's lives touched and changed. Um, yeah, I think just talking to people about what's really important. Right. And, um, I think I think if they see it in your life as well, if they see that you're um,
0: not just have a vision, but that you actually live live for it, you know. So when it comes to um, expanding to the next kind of level, sort of thing, as you grow and increase, you've got to bring new guys into the vision. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so how do you how do you then uh, translate adoption? from your first set of guys or whatever into an expand, ever expanding number of people.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great test even to see uh, the, your first set of guys if they really have the vision because mm-hmm. if you've uh, communicated well and they've caught your heart and and the, the vision that God's put, then those guys are going to commu- communicate that to the next uh, group right. of guys coming in as well. Right. And I tell you what, that's a that's one way to uh to find out real quick if mm-hmm. the people that you're leading have caught uh, have caught your vision if they have the ability to communicate so right. I, you know listen listen to what mm-hmm. they're saying listen yep. to what those guys are saying and uh, if they're saying what you've been saying they're saying your heart I tell you what that's that's the greatest <laughs> feeling in the world that's <laughs> Isn't that just great? Yeah. yeah that's just like a father smiling at his son you know right. when when you hear them saying the same things that sure. you've been saying sure. then you know they they really have got it
0: right so, what would you say to encourage guys that are maybe feel like they're not there yet, where the people that they've been training and the, and they've been imparting vision to have not hit um, kind of that point yet, that critical mass point, tipping point? Um, wh- what would you say? Because I know for a lot of people, it's like this looks like it's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how did you how did you break through with that, or what are some keys to breaking through?
2: I, don't, I think passion's number one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if uh if you genuinely believe that you have a God-given vision, right? If you're passionate about your vision, uh, I mean, even if it's not a God-given vision, if you're passionate about it,
0: <laughs> yeah. If you're
2: passionate about it, mm-hmm. you you genuinely believe in what you're trying to accomplish, right? You're gonna eat, breathe, sleep that 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 vision, you know. Sure. And and it's gonna be just coming out of you all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I, I love what I heard. Uh, uh, Joel say about uh, Dr. George Hill one time, he he sweats every drop, he sweats his vision. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's true with a leader that has a genuine vision in his heart. Uh-huh. Uh, you're going to be communicating that constantly. Mm. So if it's really from the Lord, if it's a really a God-given vision, right. you're not going to give up, right? Right. And, and you're going to continue to communicate that. Um, if if it's not happening, I mean, you know, some things are happening in the, in what I feel is the vision that God has given us. It's not all right. happened yet. Sure, but uh, we're just so sold out, right. And we believe so much in it that that's going to come out of you right. naturally. Right. Out of the abundance of the heart, and the mouth
0: speaks. Right. Yeah. So really, what you're saying is. It really doesn't matter because you're just going to keep after it anyway. That's right. right? That's right. You're not going to give up. No. Uh, and, and and that's a good test too. Yeah. As well, isn't it? So then, what what are some of the indications, or you know, really clear well, measuring marks where you can see, hey, they've caught the vision? Yeah, I think again,
2: uh, you're going to hear it. They're, they're going to speak it. They're going to live it. They're going to they're going mm-hmm. to talk about it. Uh, plus, there's going to be a synergy. There's going to be a harmony. Right. There's going to be. Uh, you're not bumping up against another vision. You, you, mm-hmm. There's just something. It's it's almost it's almost indescribable. I can't really describe it. It's, but there's something that you're just flowing together right. in one heart, one mind, one purpose, without even really trying hard. Eh? Mm-hmm. There's just an understanding. There seems to be an understanding that this is where we're going. Right. This is what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's not even spoken. But but there's just. Uh, I think we kind of got that a yeah. bit,
0: you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and I think, too, it's like um, you get to know people so well. Hmm. You know, you think of the relationship between a husband and wife. That's right. We know what the other that's one's right. thinking, even yeah. if they don't speak. I like, yeah. that kind of an idea um, because you spent time with a and guy. And I think that's a, a real key. So, maybe what are some of the main uh, things that we have to invest to make a vision? Adoptable and and to be see it carried on through the generations. Yeah, obviously you've got to invest time in, in, in
2: people that you're right. raising up. You've got to really invest time in, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to be interested in 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 their future as well, not just your own future, not just your own vision. Right. You you I mean you invest finances as well. You know? and yeah. any father that has a son who carries their heart uh, is not going to hesitate investing investing in that son because mm-hmm. he he knows that guy's got his heart. You sure. Know? So uh, I don't mind sending our guys to any training that I can. I don't mind right. spending money. I don't mind sending them to seminars and whatever we can do mm-hmm. to see those guys become all that they can become.
0: Right. Really, yeah. you'll invest everything in them. Absolutely. And, and they know yeah. it. Yeah. They're, they're aware of that. It just yeah. feels like that. We, you know, this, this spiritual father is investing everything he has. And yeah. They can tell, can't they? Yeah.
2: And, and, and you, too, as well. It's, once you know they've got your heart,
0: there really shouldn't be any hesitation, right? right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well that's good, Rich. We we'll, uh you don't know, believe in God that for people to ca- catch a hold of uh, a level of vision that they can impart to yeah. to the people they lead. It's the only way to go.
1: I always love hearing from Pastor Rich Conte from the Philippines because that's a man who knows how to replicate it's so true. himself and yeah. he's just running in a vision that God's given him and it's just changing his nation and it's really amazing to see. You know, especially the story of who he was before and how he mm-hmm. got a hold of a family, got that's adopted right. into the family. And now he's actually just going like crazy it's in the so Philippines, true. yeah and the amazing thing is you guys had that uh, conversation in Burma, and the pastor um, John Albert, who's there in Burma, he was just with us in Thailand for summit, and mm-hmm. something happened. He bought into something that we had there, and it's just totally revolutionized yes. just in the past few weeks what's happened in his nation. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about it that. sure
0: has. when during Summit, we were talking about you know overcoming poverty mm-hmm. in a lot of these nations that's the biggest challenge. Right. And one of the things about po- being part of this family, we don't believe in poverty. Yeah, that's right. Because it hinders. And so it was actually one of the leaders that he brought with him mm-hmm. that said on one of the evenings after we had had a great time of worship he said to John and the other guy, he said, we should make a covenant together mm. to get out of poverty. Right. And so they did. And, and he said, God was all over them. The guy was so emotional. Mm. He's an older man, a sweet guy. And they're on the floor crying and, and you know making a covenant together. Wow. And so then they came up out of that saying, we need to make an offering. And so they, each of them offered something that was like major. I know what some of these offerings were. And yeah. we're talking about over the top, major, major deal. Wow. And, uh, and so then they went back to Burma and the part of the problem is the church there has been stuck in poverty. Mm-hmm. The offerings have been less than fifty dollars a week, mm-hmm. and so they took that kind of that revelation and that breakthrough back right. there, and they started sharing it with the congregation. Well, they went from the church being a thousand U.S. dollars in debt to two thousand in the black in wow. three weeks, and then wow. that's that's the time Rich and I show up to do this conference. That's and, amazing. Yeah, and he uh, John made they painted the back of the church with. Faith Greater Mm -hmm. Than Poverty, which is the name of the little book we gave them at Sonich, you know. And just really focused on that. And so we tied into that and started preaching about it and tithing and giving and all that kind of stuff um Sunday offering mm-hmm. was 1086 US dollars That's amazing. It is absolutely So a amazing. church
1: that averages $50 a week in yep. offerings gave an offering of over 1500 US.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. In in yeah, so and it's all because of the revelation in fact yeah. during the church service one of the ladies who told Rich the day before I'm going to stop robbing God and start tithing mm. she got a phone call halfway through the service on Sunday and a, a job offer at twice the pay that she'd been working for wow. for all these years. And amazing. So they're, eh? they're just like coming unglued, you know? Yeah, of
1: course. It's a party over there now. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it really
0: is. And then that story ends with them, these same three guys, getting together again and saying, now Pastor Al going to Pakistan next week. Mm-hmm. Let's send an offering to Pakistan wow. from Burma. That's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> so that Pakistan can have
1: their breakthrough as well. That's amazing. Powerful. Amazing. Yeah. See, and the most amazing thing about that, and that's what I love about what we're talking is all it took was a change in perspective. Right. Right. And there are people who've been running in a vision or working in a ministry or working a business or in a family situation that they've been doing it for years and years and years and it doesn't matter what they do, they can't seem to break out or break open right. or That's you know, right. go to the yeah. next level. And it's not necessarily what you do that changes. You have to change how you see it. Mm-hmm. And that revelation somehow opens up the breakthrough that yeah. you need, right? Yeah. And so for a lot of our viewers that are listening, if they feel like they're stuck, like they've been stuck mm-hmm. in a ministry, they love the vision of the church or whatever, but they're having a hard time, they whatever the issues are. Yeah they need to just change their perspective and realize I am tied into this thing because this Absolutely. is my calling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to own this regardless of who it is that I'm working with, the issues that we have. This is the vision that God's called right. me to run in. These are the people God's called me to run with. And I'm just going to get over that and, and recognize that this is where I'm going to flourish.
0: It's so true. And if you get to that point, you will get your breakthrough. Right. If you're still looking at the point like, you know, where do I, what do I get out of this How is this benefiting me. Uh, you're not going to hit that breakthrough mm-hmm. level. And I think as leaders, one of the big challenges is, and one of the requirements is, when we're talking about vision and running together in a vision, mm-hmm. is that our, it's our responsibility to tie into heaven yeah. and say, God, what is it that you want to see happen in the lives yeah. of these sons and daughters? Yeah, that's right. And we release that, and so that's why we do Summit, and I, and I don't care if I have to stand on my head, it doesn't right. matter. We are going to get a message from the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that says, Here's where you guys are, here's what you need to do, here's, and that's our commitment mm-hmm. to the family. So now you got a guy like John who's equally committed. He yeah. says, Now we got our breakthrough, we're going to pass it on to Pakistan. Yeah, amen. And, you know, like, it's, it's, it is so powerful. And it's a matter of focusing on the tracks that we're running on and mm-hmm. on the goal that God has set before us rather than on my personal. Improvement and benefit, right? And you'll be improved and you'll be benefited. It is, it's going to come
1: naturally, anyways. Yeah, but that's great. So, so then the the idea is we have to just be so committed to the call of God, so committed to the family, where you get that feeling where my ownership means that I show up, I'm 100% mm-hmm. engaged. I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to come with something uh, to bring to the table. I'm not going to have any competition or any, you know, anything divisive yes, about yeah. what I do, but I'm here to be a part of the team, and I'm here to contribute, and I'm ready to contribute.
0: That, that's it, exactly, yeah. One of my favorite uh, scriptures in the, in the Bible is when God was looking for a king to replace Saul, and mm-hmm. they had all of the sons of Jesse come up. And it says there, God says, he says, I see In David a king Mm. and that's what God's looking at he's looking at our heart and he sees if our heart is for the benefit of ourselves or if it really is for the benefit of the family and the kingdom and the greater good of of the people that we're trying to reach
1: that's right I actually was reading that story this week and Mm -hmm. I I remember thinking when I was reading about David you know and the whole army is there and nobody's confronting Goliath and everybody's scared and then David goes forward and he says I'm going to take on this giant and the incredible thing to me was he was showing his kingliness in that moment before yes. he even had the, right? Absolutely right. He was thinking about the nation of Israel. I mean, you look at the speech that he gave <laughs> right? yeah. to Goliath. He was thinking about the calling and the destiny of Israel as a nation, and he recognized that they weren't fulfilling their calling. And so he was willing to stand up and fight Goliath on yeah. behalf of the nation, even though all he That's was yeah. was a shepherd boy, you know? And he already had that in his heart beforehand. Mm-hmm. And just because he had it in his heart, it allowed him to walk in that anointing even though he never had the position. So true, so
0: true. So if we
1: can just get our minds around the fact that we get a walk in the calling of God that Mm -hmm. he's already placed on our life, we have that anointing, and it doesn't matter whether I'm the leader or not, I have as much ownership in it as the leader, and if we just walk in it, then that anointing is going to allow us to break through in the areas that we need to break through.
0: That's, you got it, Becky. I learned
1: something, yay, awesome, okay, so, well, thank you for joining us today on Covenant Leadership Podcast. I know I really appreciated listening from you, Dad, and from Pastor Rich in the Philippines as well. I love hearing from leaders who are having an amazing effect in Southeast Asia. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the things that are going on in our churches and in these nations, um, we're literally changing the world That's with so what true. we're doing. Yes. And we're, you guys are building people that are also changing the world. And um, I just love seeing that it works. Yes. You know, when Thank we're God. actually Amen. committed to our calling, that it actually works. And uh, that is that is it. You know, we 100% own the vision. It doesn't matter where you are um, in the totem pole or in the whatever standing your job in the ministry. Every one of us is 100% responsible to the vision because we're 100% responsible to the calling that God's placed on our lives. It's not about the the vision so much as it is the purpose that God actually built us for. And He Mm -hmm. built us on purpose, for purpose, in purpose, in a family. And we need to, you know, carry that out and not just do it like a career. This isn't a, you know, a sideline is something that we do for so fun. So true, yes. This is our no. calling and we're committed to it. And so, you know, I hope that as you've listened today, you've been encouraged to just take on your role, um, even with more seriousness and check your perspective, you know, and just make sure that you're committed to the calling, you're committed to the family, that God's placed you here on earth to make, uh, to be an agent of change for a purpose and that you can walk that purpose out and you're going to be fulfilled if you're committed to it the right way. Amen. So thank you for listening again to our podcast and you can subscribe to our bi-monthly news and updates from Asia at VictoryAsia.com and if you've enjoyed this uh, podcast we'd love to hear from you so please rate it. You can comment and share and uh, let us know if there's topics that you want us to talk about. We have leaders from all over Southeast Asia. We have access to a whole lot of different people and we have lots of stuff that uh, we think that God is doing in Asia that's really worth hearing. So if you (laughs) have any ideas you can let us know and uh, thank you again for listening and we hope to Have you with us again next time.